This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You can't even hear me, because <laughs> the thing was muted. Oh, we've had a couple of days of absolute technical nightmares this morning. I'm hoping that you can hear me now. Please do tell me uh, if you can't hear me, but you should. You should be able to hear me. I almost want to start this whole thing again. You know what? We're going to play the credits. We're going to roll the credits again, and we're going to pretend that this never happened. Hello and welcome to the Unitalk. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Apologies for the stupidity of this system. Um, I hope you're doing well. Uh, also, yes, I look about 10 years younger. If you didn't join us for our preview show yesterday, please make sure you go and do. Had a bit of a grooming incident. Decided to shave off half my upper lip. Don't know why I did that, um, but I did. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I had to commit and basically shave everything off. So that's why I look about 12 today. It will be, I will look like my normal self in a few days. But I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, and yes, Rahil, you have to say morning again because we start the show again. You have to say morning again. That's kind of how it works. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm doing good, people in the chat box. Uh, good to see you all in here. Got a lot to talk about, uh, some interesting stories as well, uh, and I look forward to uh, getting your thoughts and feelings because I know this is one that has divided a lot of the fan base. Uh, you can go and check out the Arsenal way. They'll be live. Bailey will be live at 9.30 this morning, so do go check out the show as always. We're on our way now over there to 8,000 subs, and we're on our way over here to 30,000 subs. We hit 29,000 uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday. So thank you so much uh, for continuing to help us support the channel. We're on our way now, as I say, to hitting that big 30K. So uh, do help us. If you are indeed new, then please, uh, fingers crossed, uh, you can help us get us to that massive 30K. It'd be fantastic. Anyway, let's crack on with today's stories. Uh, we begin by talking about Pablo Marie, uh, who is very much closing in on a move to Udinese in Italy. Uh, it's a move that I'm looking forward to seeing and kind of crack on and see how he gets on with things. But he's a player, as we know, that has not been able to get too many minutes at Arsenal. 
I moved to Udinese, we'll allow him to do that. However, I I still am very, very much a little bit worried um, about this deal. I'm worried because very quickly we've seen last season that Liverpool lost pretty much all of their centre-backs and they were left to the bare bones and it really cost them. It cost them, you know, the title race, it nearly cost them top four. And I'm just concerned that if we go through a similar period with, you know, uh, injuries, with COVID cases, that we could find ourselves in a very similar situation to what Liverpool had last season. And we may regret sending uh, Marie on loan. Fingers crossed that's not the case. Um, But what I do feel is that we could end up looking back on this with a little bit of regret. But fingers crossed that we won't do that because you know he's not a player that's going to be getting into the team week in week out but he is obviously a player um that we look at as someone who's expendable but can do a job when we need him to i just hope we don't regret this transfer um let's move on to the next story Mikel arteta spoke yesterday his press conference yesterday morning about the opportunity to sign players he was asked about this he says what i really want this month is that we have as many players as possible fit and healthy and that we do the best and maximum with those players after we have a strategy of how we want to evolve and improve the team and whenever that is possible we are going to try to do it we all know that this market is extremely difficult unsurprising to see Mikel Arteta being very uh, deflective and you're going to see that even more in a second he's been very deflective about the idea of bringing in possible transfers I wouldn't expect him to come out and say yes we're going to sign this guy we're going to sign this guy no he's not going to do that is he he's going to go and be very very coy about who's possibly coming in because as soon as you start talking about certain players it opens up the negotiations they become much harder so he's doing exactly what you would expect from him but there's always been encouragement that Mikel Arteta will in fact do some good business during this January transfer window. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much for becoming a member. Uh, Amazing support shown for the channel as always. Members in the chat box, if we could show Daniel a massive welcome to the TGT family, I'm sure you'd appreciate that. Um, Let's crack on with the next story, which is again, Mikel Arteta talking specifically about Dusan Vlaovic. Uh, He was asked about Dusan Vlaovic in the press conference and he said, I am really sorry to disappoint you, but I'm not going to be discussing any transfer rumours. I've never done it. And obviously, we cannot do it. He started talking about, obviously, other the possibilities of signing other players. He asked was, was kind of asked about how clubs will spend more money in, in the January window because fans have returned. He was very coy about all of those answers. Interestingly, though, what he did say about Eddie Nketiah was that he expects Eddie Nketiah to basically basically stay um, and that he's not expecting him to go anywhere, which is a strange one considering there are Palace that are in talks with Arsenal right now about a possible deal. There are pre-contract negotiations being held with his agent from a number of German clubs. So it could very much change. And he said this about players before, before they've then left. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But Eddie Nketiah, I expect, will be probably an Arsenal player at least until the end of the season before leaving on a free to somewhere else, most likely somewhere on the continent. Anyway, let's move on to uh, Yuri Tielemans. Now, on our previous show, when I had my discussion with uh, Ben Jacobs of CBS Sports, we uh, discussed the idea of Yuri Tielemans joining Arsenal. We did the show about four days ago. Now, you can still check it out on the channel if you haven't watched it. And from that day, it was obviously very, very intriguing that a number of outlets have since run stories on Yuri Tielemans and the possibility of Arsenal signing him. Are Arsenal interested in the player? Absolutely. Is he leaving in January? 
Very unlikely. It would take a huge bid for someone to get Yuri Tielemans out of Leicester during this January window. It's one of the best opportunities for a club like Arsenal to get him out the window. But considering that Arsenal are pushing ahead with their kind of intentions to sign a striker, be that Dusan Vlaovic, be that someone else, I don't believe they're going to be putting down the money. But it is interesting that after that discussion with me and Ben, uh, he himself has also tweeted out some more information about this. Arteta, as we know, is a big admirer of Yuri Tielemans. Possibly it's one that happens in the summer and we can try and get this deal done. I think it would be a great move if we did. But the idea that we can sign him in the January window and we're looking to spend a ridiculous amount of money on a striker, it just doesn't seem too sensical. We'll have to wait and see what happens on this one. And lastly, and our headline story of the day, is that Arsenal are in uh, advanced talks with Juventus over a deal to sign Artur Mello on loan for the rest of the season. Um, a lot of you probably saw this upon your timelines yesterday. Uh, Juventus are pretty much fine with us taking him on loan. However, the irony of this deal is that they want to find a replacement. I say irony because, of course, we let Ainsley make the Niles leave for Roma before bringing in a replacement. It stinks of uh, just regret, really, that we didn't do the same thing. And I know that our good member in the chat box, Vinny, is going to be pulling his beard out um, at the idea <laughs> of uh, regarding uh, Arthur and, of course, regarding um, and Maitland-Niles because Vinny in yesterday's preview show very frustrated by the fact that we've got a player there that shouldn't have left as soon as he did. But he did. Um, and now we're in a situation where we've got to replace him after being knocked out of the FA Cup. What do I feel about Artur? Look, Artur is a player that I think can do a very, very good job. It's not worked out too well for him at Juventus. At Barcelona, he was very highly regarded. The Barcelona fans were gutted to let him go. Like, not let him go, but to see him go. Lionel Messi described playing with Artur as like playing with the next Xavi. Um, so if you want higher praise than that, you're going to have to struggle to try and find it. He's a player that's had a huge amount of money kind of paid for him in different kind of transactions between Barcelona signing him from Gremio and Juve signing him from Barca. But he's a player that needs a bit of a refurb, a bit of a rebrand, a bit of a restart. And Arsenal could offer him that situation, quite similar how we offered Odegaard that. And we're seeing, obviously, a, a really big kind of bounce from that Odegaard rebranding, refurbishment, restart that he's been given. I'm hoping that there's an option kind of put into this deal, that Arsenal have the option to sign Artur on a permanent deal. I'd imagine it'd be quite expensive considering how much Juve paid for him in the first place. But fingers crossed Arsenal can put some kind of option in this deal because it would really help them in securing a player in the summer that could be very beneficial. I'm excited about it. If you want to go and find out a little bit more about this deal, then do go and watch our tactical breakdown. We did it a few days ago. We did it before we were heavily linked. So you haven't got that same kind of bias that sometimes you do when you find out a player is close to signing from myself. It's very easy to become affected by the idea a player is probably going to turn up and you want to kind of back the idea. But we did the tactical breakdown a couple of days before this news dropped, so it doesn't have that same bias. So do make sure you go and check it out. I'm also looking to do a show a little bit later on today, fingers crossed, uh, with the Euro expert from Twitter uh, talking a little bit about more about Artur and Vlaovic. So make sure you've got those notifications turned on for the channel so you don't miss that information. Um, let's, uh, let's go to the questions in the chat box. This is the end of the show part where we go through as many of your thoughts and feelings and theories as possible. So if you've got one for the chat, throw it into there and we will go through all of them.
Okay, where are we at? Let's jump into the chat and see what you're saying. Wesley says, Tom, Gimadesh or Tielemans? Talk to us. Uh, I'd personally choose Tielemans over the two. I think Tielemans is arguably one of the best centre midfielders in the Premier League uh, right now. And on based on kind of the quality that he's shown since moving from Monaco, I think he would transition almost immediately. We would be, you know, taking a player from one of our rivals for European places putting it into our side. So I think that that would be a, a better move. And Gimayash is not the end of the world. I think we very quickly as Arsenal fans can get very fixated on just one player. You saw it with Artur and Gimayash himself. In fact, I tweeted yesterday that kind of the Gimayash, Artur and the bashing of Artur yesterday was kind of similar to how Erdegaard was battered because he wasn't James Madison. And we all know how that's turned out. So look, I would just say, give the idea time um, and give the idea of Artur a little bit more thought, a little bit more research. Go and watch him in that game for Juventus against Roma when he came off the bench when they're 3-1 down. Really good example of what he's capable of. Go watch him when he was at Barcelona where he's very, very liked and uh, and learn a bit more about him. And go watch our tactical breakdown on him as well. Manu says, Ono actually won the golden boot yesterday over Vanekin and Lang. Would you still take him? Not my cup of tea. Um, one talent of the year, the, the Catalea, yeah, no, I'm sure he did. Um, I mean, Onuachu is obviously a player that Arsenal have been linked to in the past. Looks more of kind of your, you know, your, your secondary striker to the marquee forward that we bring in. I don't think that's the right move. I prefer a Lang um, over him just because he can be more versatile and play in more positions. But uh, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Unity Take says, uh, is the Nuno links to Lazio reactionary to his sub? Absolutely. Nuno Tavares is not going to be going anywhere. Uh, you said what? Says, isn't Bruno Gimaraes available for loan? Possibly so. Could be available for a loan with a buy option. If we didn't, if that was the case and we weren't on that, I would be gutted. So gutted to think that we missed out on that deal considering it was available. Um, the only reason I can give today is because he would have chosen Juventus over us. But why we wouldn't try and do that deal, I have no idea. Philip says, thoughts on Chambers at centre mid as backup versus Liverpool. If you want to know our thoughts, Philip, on the pre on uh, kind of lineups of the Liverpool game tonight, go and watch our preview show that came out yesterday. We go through all of our lineups. And, you know, you may even find someone who's agreeing with you there in the chat box. Uh, Cyrus says, which current Premier League player would you compare Artur to? Hmm. Okay. Stylistically, you got Artur is a player that's he's not amazingly quick. Very, very good passer, very progressive passer, can be quite disciplined, doesn't make crazy errors. Um, so I wouldn't go as far as saying Xhaka. I think he's got a lot of Xhaka's kind of quality, uh, like good quality points about his game without kind of the drawbacks. Uh, Jorginho, maybe, um, I think is probably a, quite a similar comparison. Someone who kind of sits, is able to kind of conduct the play from a defensive minded position, but you wouldn't call him like an amazing tackler. Uh, at the same time, I think, yeah, maybe Jorginho is a fair kind of comparison, but Jorginho is kind of that level up and has established himself in a very higher plane in the Premier League. But stylistically, I kind of see a lot about those two that are quite similar. Um, Moaz says, why aren't people excited about the Artur links? I think because um, they simply just haven't researched him, mate. Um, that's the biggest answer I can give to that. Um, Jay says, problem is Artur is very injury prone, but it's only been six months to cover the midfield. It's one thing I haven't actually looked into too much is his injury record. Let's have a quick check how many games he has missed. Uh, we can go to transfer marks. Let's look at his injury record, statistics, injury history. Uh, he has been injured. He's missed this season 
Um, seven, eight games. Last season, he missed nine games. The season before that, he missed one, two, three, uh, ten, four. Yeah, he's missed quite a lot, to be fair. I mean, injury-wise, not looking too great. These, it, To be fair, they're all little inj- injuries, like ankle injury, one game, tonsillitis, one game, ankle injury, one game, uh, pubitis, one game. Uh, knock one game, knock one game, minor knock one game. They're like little one game knocks because I assume that's because of his style. Like he, you know, he's Wilshire-esque in terms of kind of the way in which he's very keeps the ball very close to his feet and draws in challenges. Uh, but he had surgery and he missed eight games in July. Hopefully that's a surgery that solved quite a lot of his issues. He's not been injured since the 1st of October. Um, so he's been able to go a fair long stretch now without getting injured. But yeah, there is a few injuries to his his records, but I mean, at 24-25, you're probably going to see that amount. It's just the individual ones that you look at as a little bit of a problem. Um, but they are one, two-game knocks. They're not like consistent periods of time that he's been out with, like long muscle or hamstring or calf injuries, which usually kind of signal towards an injury pro style of player. Um, Adnan says, hey, Tom, for a backup striker, Arta Cabral would be great. I agree with you. He is very good for Basel and behind Vlaovic, Yuri and Gimaraes, Dusan, Cabral, Melo and Danilo as combined winter summer window. I mean, you're not going to see all of those, mate. Uh, so I wouldn't get your hopes up. You're probably going to see one big outlay of cash, probably on a striker. And you're going to see probably a lone midfielder, <clears throat> probably on an Arta Melo. So that's probably what you're going to see. Um, Aaron says, considering that Marie has a contract until 2024 and we would have to sell him to get rid of him, it kind of makes sense to loan him out to get some game time and keep Chambers, who is out of contract. Aaron, you make a very, very solid point. The only issue I have with the loan is about keeping us kind of short. But of the two, you're absolutely right. You would loan Marie out over Chambers because of that fact. Uh, Bush uh, Mami says, uh, in my opinion, Martin Odegaard should be out next captain. Uh, with Gabriel as the second, he has the quality and potential to be a great captain of a new era of Arsenal. Uh, Lars says, are you worried about Arta's personality outside of the field? New Lord Bentner? I don't know enough about his personality outside of the field, actually. If he's very self-confident, that's never been too much of a bad thing for most footballers, so why not? Um, Glenn says, why don't people agree with you, Tom? Because they haven't researched. (laughs) Not because they are unimpressed for their own reasons. No, Glenn, it's typically because in the case of looking at a player like Arter, they've not done enough research. That Nine times out of ten, it's not doing with the fact that they just because they disagree with me. There are lots of things subjectively that you can disagree with me about. But when it comes to a player that you've watched and you know someone saying something about the player that's just simply not true, then you've not watched them. It's it becomes very obvious. It's like when people were criticizing either like the likes of Zoboslai or Martin Erdegaard, they just hadn't watched them enough uh, and they had a preconceived opinion of those players. Steven says, Why are people digging Arteta out about his record? He inherited a nightmare. He has tried to rebuild the whole playing side and make two eighth place finishes realistic. Um <clears throat> Stephen, I think that the Arteta debate is obviously just going to be something that continues throughout his entire tenure at Arsenal until he kind of succeeds which is not going to be until he gets into the top four at least for a lot of people um but it's an impossible debate to have I think that he did inherit a really an awful situation from Emery that you know Emery invested a really awful situation at the end of Wenger's tenure that was then in my opinion made worse by the end of Emery's tenure despite getting us to a European final and fifth place 
it ended up in the second season just getting even worse and the dressing room was completely fractured. Arteta has united that dressing room, moved out a couple of kind of the bad eggs in the club and he's still continuing to do that with players that proved to be issues. Uh, he's not had the best couple of seasons. Eighth place is not good enough. And I said after Villarreal, he should have gone based upon results. He didn't go. We've kept the faith this season. We've then given him a clean slate, in my view. And I'm very happy with what's going on this season. It's not perfect, but I'm happy with what's going on. And we're seeing progression. We're fourth in the table at the end of the day. Daniel says, no, Michael. Oh, well, fifth now, I suppose. West Ham are now fourth. Uh, no, Michael. Uh, Michael isn't. Uh, this isn't right. Michael, that was so not right. It's a motor race, Toto. I, <laughs> oh, I, sh <laughs> I, I, I get the reference, Dan, to F1, but... I'm trying to work out why. <laughs> I'm really trying to work out why, Dan, that makes sense. Because by the time you put these comments in, I've got like five comments down the list. So I'm sure that your super chat made complete sense with whatever I was talking about with your F1 terminology. But yeah, I have completely lost track of why that would even go with it. Leave another comment, Dan, and I'll, I'll try and work that one out. Uh, Zaid says, hi, Tom. Great show as usual. Thanks, mate. I'm worried Arthur turns out to be another Suarez or Sabas. Hope it's third time lucky. I do think he's different to those two. He has, I mean, he's a lot better than those two for starters. He's shown to be a lot better than those two. But he is, like them, a player that does need a little bit of a rebrand. It didn't really work out for Suarez or Ceballos. Hopefully it does work out for Artur the same way that it did work out um, for Erdegaard. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Manu says, Tom looking like Prime Oli got a soul shy, baby face to killer. Look, it will grow back in about five days. Uh, trust me, it will be back. I just had to commit when I make a mistake when you're shaving. It's, hor it's horrible. I do look about 12. Uh, Adnan, Tom, people in our fan base tends to write off players they don't like without a footballing context. Last case was Ramsdale. See how it turned out. Let technical team buy players. And this is why on this show, we try to bring on people who genuinely know what they're talking about, people who've watched these players. And so a little bit later on today, as I say, I'll be talking to Euro expert a little bit about Artur and Vlaovic and getting his thoughts on the player. Uh, Jitesh says, Tommy, do you think Vlaovic can link up the play? I think Izak would be a better fit. What do you think? Vlaovic can link up the play. Izak can also link up the play, but better is link up players more established than Vlaovic. But I think Vlaovic can definitely develop his link up play to be as good, if not even better, than Izak's in the future. Wesley, thank you so much, mate, for becoming a member. Uh, chat box, give him a massive welcome and thank you, Wes, for helping support the channel. Really appreciate that. Um, it made absolutely no sense at all. I just didn't have anything else to say, sister. Well, at least that, at least you're honest. Like, <laughs> at least I didn't think it made any sense. I got the reference. I just didn't, <laughs> I had absolutely no idea what you're going on about, Dan. Jatesh says, Tommy, do you think Vlaovic can link? Oh, I've just done that one. Uh, the, oh God, here we go. The wiki ticky one, two, three says, why is everyone so interested in genie or no? Because he's a player that people know a lot about. And this is the thing is I reckon that a lot of the people that, are desperate to see Wijnaldum join Arsenal, have not watched a single or maybe highlights of a game for PSG or they watched a Champions League game. But I bet they've actually not really watched Wijnaldum at PSG this season. Not really, because when you see kind of these, uh, the idea that, oh, people are desperate to see Wijnaldum join over someone like Artur, it's because they've not really watched either of them. The reality is, is that Wijnaldum would, I think, provide us with a lot of quality. I think he is a very good player. Hasn't had the best of times at PSG. Not the worst of times. He's just not been able to, you know, recapture that electric form that he had for Liverpool. He still scored three goals in 10 games, I think, a couple of weeks ago when I last checked his stats. But I just don't think he's a player that 
you sign on a long-term basis. I'd rather sign Urtur with an option because I think it gives us the ability to then bring in a player that could be a really good player for us in the future rather than just a straight loan for Vijnaldum. But if you told me that we were getting Vijnaldum on loan, I wouldn't disregard that. I think that Vijnaldum would still have a lot of quality. People get very, very protective over the one player that they like and they find it very, very difficult to kind of, you know, open themselves up to the idea of more than one player joining the club. I mean, everyone's been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. I've been disappointed that we've not signed players. But if anything, you need to, you know, be more open to the idea of other options joining and open yourself up to researching and putting in time to watching some of these players. Tulip, 680 plus people watching. Not even 100 likes yet. Come on, guys. Drop a like on the video. If you haven't done it already, please, please do drop a like on the video. It takes you seconds. And we put on this show for you every single day at 8 a.m. Michael says, we are looking at Artur at five foot six player coming in while we have five foot five players on loan at Fiorentina. Look, Torreira's time at Arsenal and under Arteta just didn't work out. Um, and it's just one that we're going to have to move on from, Michael, unfortunately. Um, Nathan says, Artur and Partey with Martin Erd got ahead of them. Sounds really exciting, to be fair. Ade says, morning, Tom. Morning, mate. If you weren't a podcaster or a sports writer, what would you be doing and do you miss teaching? The obvious answer, Ade, is probably still teaching, um, honestly. Uh, but that's a really boring answer. Uh, <laughs> do I miss teaching? Uh, I miss, as I've said before, the social aspect of it because I work from home in my new role. So it's very, can be quite lonely at times, but especially in comparison to like being in a staff room with loads of people around you. But uh, that's kind of the only drawback. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back to it and I wouldn't swap it. I might go back to it kind of the end of end of my working life if things aren't working out necessarily as well. Journalism is a very, very unstable career to have. It's the risk you take going into it. Um, Peter says, Tom, do you think Aubameyang will still be our player after this window? I don't think he is finished. Uh, he's just bad blood between him and the gaffer. Uh, I think his time's done, in my view. I'd be surprised if he came back at this point, especially if we signed a striker. We'll have to wait and see. Raf says, Artur is a good option. My only worry is his adaption based on his physicality. He will definitely help us control the midfield from a possession standpoint, though. I think what's good about Artur is that, yeah, I get what you're saying there is physicality, but he's quite good at taking the ball and moving it on. He's not someone who tends to dribble with the ball. He doesn't progress the ball from a dribbling perspective. He progresses the ball with his passing, takes it, turns, passes, takes it, turns, passes. Very quick. Sandy Cazorla-esque in terms of his passing, not his dribbling but certainly in terms of his passing, quite quick, quite snappy, a uh, bit metronomic, if you like. So I don't think that's going to be too much of an issue worrying about kind of the physicality of his game. Uh, Ollie says, do you think Arteta tries to finish eighth on purpose because he wore the number? No. <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> Wilson says, which midfielder do you prefer, Tillemans or Gimaraes? Um, Tillemans. I'd sign Tillemans of the two. Uh, Jacob says, how long does it typically take from holding advanced talks to holding up the red shirt? Jacob is an impossible question. Advanced talks is often just kind of one of those things that uh, you see in a headline or you see in an article. Uh, the idea of, a, of talks and advanced talks and what the difference between those two are, it's, it's negligible. Talk, when you're in talks with the player, you're pretty far along, especially if you're in talks with the player specifically about joining. The deal's pretty far along at this point, usually talking simultaneously to the club and the player at the same time. It's not like FIFA where you have to do one, then the other. You've got multiple people talking to multiple representatives at the same time, and you're talking to more than one player quite a lot at the same time as well. People think that you 
you have to focus on one player like we did in the summer. People thought we focused on Locatelli for too long. You can focus on more than one player. In the summer, we were very light in our recruitment department, which may have kind of hamstrung us. We've now got Richard Garlic in the building. We've got more scouts in the building. We can do more things at once. So that's why you're seeing Edu talking to Jonathan David's agent, as he did in December. You're seeing him now talk with Vlaovic's agent. He's doing multiple things at once. And, you know, I wouldn't get bogged down in the definitions of how far along you are. So there you go. Uh, Tulip says, Tom would be head of scouting at Salzburg if he wasn't doing this job. I mean, who knows? Uh, I'd love, I mean, scouting in general is certainly something that I love to do on a casual basis. But in regards to the actual, like to appreciate how hard scouting is with the analytics, with the, the personal and social side of it, I have no experience in that. It's a very, very much looking into Y Scout and watching players and doing that. It's such a, a reined back version of what scouting is. To, to even tr think that anyone sitting on YouTube can be a scout. Or, you know, when people on Twitter put scout in their bio, no, they're not scouts. They're just people who've watched games of players who like watching football that have analyzed statistics. If you actually speak to a statistic, if you actually speak to a scout, sorry, like we have had on the show with Oliver Zeziger, who is a fully qualified scout, it's so much more than just watching a player on your, on your, your laptop or looking through the statistics. So it's so frustrating when people say, oh, well, I'm a scout in this area. I scout this football. You're, you know, because it's so much harder. It really does disingenuize the, if that's even a word, the the actual art and profession of scouting. Thanks, Dan. Really appreciate that. Harry's a top lad. And uh, I look forward to the next Canton and Simu show. If you actually want to see me and Harry uh, talking about Arsenal, we were on Lee Judges TV yesterday with Sophie and Dan. So make sure you go and give that a look over on LJTV. Um, let's, yeah, I mean, Harry's, Harry does a lot of commentating. And I mean, I, I <laughs> know that the weird things when I was teaching is that some of the students always said that, uh, I remember some of my oldest students said that, like, I had the voice of someone who can commentate. And commentary is so much harder than people think it is. So much harder. You actually speak or see the work that goes into commentating when you've got the sheet in front of you, all of the notes and all of the different players, the preparation, the ability to speak nonstop, which, yeah, I do every single morning. But I have a lot of things to go off, like comments on you guys, news that I've prepared. Commentary is so difficult. I think I did one watch along where we watched, I think it was the, was it the Rangers game or the Hibs game or the West Brom game I think we did a watch along for with Owen. And I had to go and quickly get on other people because... It's really hard. And to do a watch long, I mean, it's really difficult. Uh, <laughs> and just to commentate it on your own is is really, really difficult. So, you know, uh, I don't think I would go into commentary. Presenting is is something I love doing. I love presenting. I love talking about football. I love doing shows. So maybe if it wasn't writing, it would be presenting. And to be honest, presenting is all. And I still do presenting now anyway for the Arsenal way. So, and this, obviously. But yeah, that would probably be it over anything else. <laughs> your work rate is on par with Gadze, says Ethan. You know, it's it's not work when you enjoy what you do. And that's always been the ambition is to not feel like I'm working. Um, is there a career for a football analyst out there? Says Adnan. Look, if you put enough work into, if you put enough time and effort into trying to do what you want and love doing, and you put in the effort to get better at your trade, you know, you, you can achieve as much as you want to. Um, I'm not going to go all uh, Molly May on this and say there's only 24 hours. We've all got the same 24 hours in a day. But, you know, just put as much effort into something as you feasibly can. Um, research things, speak to people in the field, 
um, if you've got access to it and reach out. The best thing I ever did was just blanket email a load of websites and eventually it got me a job at 101 Great Goals and then that led to my job at Football London. So, you know, all you have to do is just, you, no work's going to come to you. You've got to go and get it. You've got to go and find it. And yeah, so there you go. Um, Jay says, where Michael Owen is commentary, commentating anyone can. Uh, Mohamed says, if Arto deal works out, we'll be seeing an ex-Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid midfield. Hey, you're very true. Arto, ex-Barca and Juve, Partey, ex-Atletico uh, and Erdegaard's former Real Madrid. So there you go. What's a Molly May? <laughs> Type in, uh, type in Molly maybe on saying it will come up with what I'm talking about. It's very funny. Um, win the League Cup semis or win the North London Derby, says Amandeep. North London Derby, uh, without a shadow. It's the most important game of the second half of our season, without a shadow of a doubt. North London Derby. Uh, Philip says, who is your favourites for the AFCON? Favourites? Senegal, um, probably, are my favourites. I thought it might be Algeria, but I think Senegal will probably win. Um, Ivory Coast won last night, didn't they? The chaos in the Tunisia game. I've never seen anything like that. That was, yeah, it was, seemed, that seemed dodgy. <laughs> that seemed very, very, very dodgy. Uh, Harvey says, great morning. Slipped on ice on the stairs and landed on my back. And then when logging in to watch Tom, Firefox crashed. And then later on today, I've got the debt Harvey. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, man. Uh, I hope you feel better. You need to be more careful on your icy steps, for one. Uh, and, uh, you know, Firefox crashing, use Chrome. That's what I use. Uh, you may not like Chrome, but it works with StreamYard. So there you go. Adnan, thanks so much for the donation, mate. Really appreciate it. As a wide forward, Serda Azmoon from Zenit would be great. He is top three Asian players at the moment. Apparently, Juventus are looking at him. Um, so maybe we won't be able to get him in. But Juve apparently looking at him, Adnan. But thank you so much. Uh, Vuk, thank you so much uh, for tuning in, mate. Go rewind and enjoy things. Uh, Ethan says, your midfield pivot for tonight's game. Go watch the preview show, Ethan. As I'm going to say to everyone else, if you want to ask me about the game, go watch our preview show from yesterday. I'll give you all the information about how I and our members feel about the game tonight. Uh, Jay says, the ref in the Mali game was Stuart Atwell in a mask. <laughs> Wes says, when we will have Partey available? Uh, maybe for Wolves at the earliest. Uh, I doubt he'll be back before the Burnley game. Wolves seems like the most logical place where he would be back. Anyway, that rounds off all of today's stuff. We've been going for just over half an hour. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. I will be live on the Arsenal way after the Liverpool game. Not on this channel. We'll be discussing the game on this channel tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. in the 8 a.m. show. So that's what we do when the games are late and I'm working. We do them on the next 8 a.m. show. But if you want to see my initial um, live reaction to the game afterwards, link in the description is to the Arsenal way. Go and subscribe. We're on our way now to 8,000 subs over there. Uh, and I'll be doing a show after the game on there. Uh, and then tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., we will have back. A little bit later on today, fingers crossed, should I be able to organise it? We'll be having a discussion about Artur and a discussion about Vlaovic with Euro Expert on, uh, on the channel. So make sure that you do indeed uh, tune in and turn those notifications on. I'm aiming for around midday. So just be aware of that. But there's no promises it will be at that time because we've got to work around certain other things. So we will see what happens. I will see you uh, a little bit later on. And then on the Arsenal way after the Liverpool game, have a fantastic day. Uh, enjoy yourself. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.